sue us Nintendo for using this song. Hello and welcome everyone to the year-end uh, episode of Donkey Kong Artist Podcast. Today we will be counting down the very best of games in 2017 and a whole bunch of other dumb categories that we came up and feel like awarding people with. These awards are the most prestigious awards in gaming. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Uh, I'm going to start off with my own, uh, and I'll give you my top 10 and number 9 list for game of the year. Number 10 for me is going to be Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, despite its stupid name. It is a uh, delightful game which matches two of my favorite children franchises, Mario and uh, Ubisoft's Rabbids. Number 9 for me is going to be Shadow of War, and that is a multi-console a uh, big epic game from uh, Lord of the Rings where you travel around as some skeevy guy who lives in the woods and you beat a whole bunch of people for being different than you with the hammer. It's a great game. It has an awesome nemesis system. It is really, really fun. And with that, I welcome in my co-hosts, Edmund Arnold and Colin Codega. How are you guys doing? Happy end of year. Happy end of year. Happy 2017 end. I welcome 2018 with welcome arms. Woo! Yes, it's uh, it's about time, and I, I don't know. I think we're all uh, ready to to hit 2018 running. And um, but but I will say, regardless of outside stuff going on in the world these days, it was a great year for video games. It was it was that indeed. Which brings us to your guys' uh, top tens, and we're doing just the top two. Let's start there. Not top two, the bottom two, I guess, of the top ten. Let's go with that. Uh, let's go with Eddie first. Eddie, wait. Let me cue up the music for you. It's a big deal. Mm, mm. I feel very prestigious. Very, very good top ten. I didn't think Mario and Rabbits would break a top ten for any of us. So it's very, very interesting. For me, my ten would be Near Automata. Uh, that game absolutely set the industry by storm. And I'm going to be honest with you, I did not play that game to completion. I think it'd be a lot higher on my list if I complete it. But that opening man was something unlike anything I've ever played before. So that's the main reason why that's going to make my top 10. Everything I've heard about this game has been fantastic. Everything about this I've heard about this game has been intriguing. The whole Android verse robot theme line is something that I'm going to be really into. But yeah, that's going to be my top 10. I guess the characters 9B, 2S, 1A all brought something different to the game. You played three different times to get a different perspective of that game. So that's something special. You'll see it on a lot of number ones on these top 10 lists. So that's going to be my 10. Nine, I'm going to go with Cuphead Studio MDHR. Best looking game of the year. Most beautiful game of the year. Took, uh, But I guess that's what you get when you take 35 years to make a game. <laughs> and uh, it's just too hard. That's the only reason why it's so low. It's too hard. If I could have got through that game without wanting to break everything that was next to me i'd probably have it in my top three but the fact that it was so hard but man that whole overall package of the game looks beautiful sounds amazing so yeah 10 for me near automata nine cuphead i think we're gonna see a lot of cuphead in today's list uh colin how about you what's 10 and 9 yeah so um it's kind of kind of funny uh based off eddie's comment there i actually for 10 i have mario plus rabbits so Ooh, uh, look at that really creep yeah so hey that's uh that's kind of cool um and yeah, I don't know, Mario plus Rabbit, it was a game I thought nothing of before it came out, except for kind of, uh, you know, I just didn't think it was going to really equate to a good, fluid game, but it's basically XCOM with Mario skins, and it's a fantastic game, um, really, really fun, and it's also, like, super great on the Switch just to pick it up, play it real quick, set it down, so um, really enjoyed that game. Uh, and then actually for 9, I have Nier. 
Yeah, yeah. So I actually, um, just like Eddie, I did not complete the game. Um, listened to a lot of just different um, different industry people talk about the game, saying how powerful it is with the multiple endings. Uh, really, really fun game at the end of the day. It's something I'll definitely come back to. It's one of those games that will always be there. I think it's going to hold up well. And uh, really excited to kind of hear, eventually beat it, just so I, uh, I can, you know, see what everyone's talking about. So both of you had Mario and Rabbids as number 10. Do you guys think that that brought something new to the Switch? Is that why? Or was it just... Because for me, it was just like another XCOM game sure. that wasn't as good as XCOM. Here's how I voted on it. Just because it went so above and beyond what I thought it was going to be, that kind of factored into it. Also, it's just a fun game. And it's, it's you, Pat, funny. You played it at E3, right? I did play, you play it at E3. Before? I okay. played it at E3, and then I, I played it later afterwards. How different was that experience from playing it on E3 to playing it now almost exactly the same i mean the gameplay okay. was still there it was just uh more polished not polished isn't even the right word just more uh e3 was just like a small snippet of the game very interesting yeah. i did not think it was gonna make it i mean it's it's a really fun game and yeah i think it's just like i wonder if i would be infatuated with it as much if it was on um xbox or playstation mm-hmm. but the fact that it's on the switch and i can play it on the go um you know i, I don't know it's just really really fun i I feel like I had a fat grin on my face the entire time I was playing it. I'm glad that we both picked it. I'm really surprised that anyone else would have picked it. Honestly, I thought it was my wild card, pretty much. I was like, eh, I don't really think anyone else is going to have this. Like, definitely near. I'm not surprised Eddie and I both no. have that on. Um, that's Yeah, it's a very, very popular game. But yeah, Mario Rabbids, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. I'm surprised, yeah. And I almost kept near off, given the fact that I haven't played that much of it. I think I played, like, 15 hours is a lot when you really think about it, but... I didn't really get to see the bulk of that game. I guess there's a big twist in the middle uh, where main character kind of dies. Sorry, spoilers. So I kind of want to get to that point to see what it looks like. I want to play the different perspectives. But I, if, I think if I would have re- played this whole game, given what I've read about it, it would have probably been in my, my top two. Well, as of now, making the top ten on the most prestigious list in gaming history is uh, pretty good for both of these games. Moving on to other categories, however, uh, I'm going to start with my category. And I will give it to you now. Let me cue up some other music. (laughs) Games that made me curse at my TV. These are games that were very, very hard and made me very, very upset because of how hard they were. I am not good at video games, so some of these games might not be that hard. Uh, All right, I have four. I have a top four for this. I know it's a weird number to do. Top four. Because there's kind of a tie for three and four because they're very similar games. So. Okay. At three and four, I have Shadow of War and Assassin's Creed Origins. Neither of these games seem like they should be that hard, but they have a they have a pretty steep learning curve when you first start them. And I logged a lot of game overs and yelled a lot of bad words at my television while playing both of these games. I'm gonna go number two uh, is Breath of the Wild by Zelda, uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which is a wonderful game. But good God. When you start this game, it is not easy. They just throw you into this world with nothing. I died, I froze to death so many times at the beginning of this game. Uh, number... Yeah, you do that a lot. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Number one, obviously, I mean, how could it be anything other than this? It's Cuphead. Cuphead is the hardest game I've played since Super Meat Boy, I think. And it might even be harder than Super Meat Boy. Yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, gosh. I mean, Cuphead is insanely hard. Um, really, really fun, and it's so satisfying when you actually do beat a really tough run or a boss. But, oh, man, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a frustrating game at times. But, you know, that's the point. But uh, they, they do a good job frustrating the player. I, I think I swore... I said things I didn't even know I had in my head when I played Cuphead. 
<laughs> You're making up curse words. It was. Just anything that sounded angry. <laughs> so, so Cuphead would be your number one in that category. I gotta go Cuphead with games that made me curse on my TV. I open I up the field now to you. Uh, Eddie, Colin, what made you curse the most of your TV this year? Um, You know what? Actually, uh, the the easy one is Cuphead. I did have that down. Um, already explained. Now, a little bit differently is actually uh, Destiny 2, a Ooh. game I put a lot of time into. I really enjoyed it, but the way I looked at this category at first was just pure frustration, and trying to beat that raid for nine hours was one of the most frustrating experiences of my life, and I never beat it. I got to the final boss, and it's just like we had someone drop out, and it never happened. And, oh my gosh, I, w- I would just absolutely do anything to get those nine hours back. For me, it would definitely be, and I took a different route for this one too. I didn't pick the hardest game, because definitely that would be Cuphead, because Cuphead made me just want to break people's faces. What the game that just made me, not only did it make me curse on my TV, it made me like crawl into a ball and cry about everything that's wrong with 2017 was Mass Effect Andromeda. I wanted that game to be so good, and I am such a big Mass Effect stan, and I stand by Mass Effect in every which way possible. And when that game came out, it just absolutely broke my heart. I like how much interpretation there was in my vague title. Because I picked games that were difficult, which is why they made me curse. Colin picked things that were frustrating, and you picked something that just broke your heart. Well, it it killed the series, and it's one of the best series of all time. And, you know, that's something that just makes me want to cuss at my TV every time I launch that game. And I couldn't even get... I love Mass Effect. Like, I love Star Wars, and I could even make... It passed 10 hours in Andromeda. That's how devastatingly bad that game was. It's it's just so sad because the Mass Effect universe is just, it's so good. And, uh, yeah, just, they, they killed Mass Effect. Like, I, I don't see a Mass Effect game coming out for a long time. Like, apparently, and this is if you're, for some weird reason, actually want to play to the end of Andromeda. I mean, feel free to go for it. If you like lower. pain. Apparently... Yeah, apparently there is DLC, like, terminals that you can see where they talk like, oh, this arc of this race is out there, and the DLC is never coming. So there's, like, open terminals with, you can tell is DLC content, but they're never going to deliver it. So it's like, you don't even know what happens in the game. Um, apparently it has a loose ending. Ugh, it just, it's so sad. Yeah, Aspect open, 1 through 3 is so good. It's like the Detroit just, of video games. It's just, like, planned buildings <laughs> that never got finished. No, I think that's a good. I think that's a good observation. It's like, what's a big budget film that came out with all these like ideas that, and then you never got to see them completed? Right. That oh. would be what Mass Effect Andromeda would be because right. there's just plot threads throughout the entire movie, or th- sorry, throughout the entire game that are that are open that never get closed. That they're like, we're gonna come back to this in the next one. We're gonna come back to this in the next one, and it, it's just such a garbage game that <laughs> there is no next one. There is no next one. It's yeah. Like Jupiter ascending. Abs- there we uh, go. Thank you, John, John Carter. It's oh. also enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, screw both of you guys for making me think of those two movies. Ugh. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Those are all good options. However, there can only be one winner in this category. So I feel like we should try. I think we've all made our cases for which one should be the game that makes you curse your TV. Let's see if we can come to a conclusion. I am going to stick with Cuphead. I'm sorry. I have to. It's I, I curse the most playing that game. And based on just the name of the category alone, I feel like that's got to be my, my number one. I, I feel Colin's Destiny 2 argument is very good, though. 
Yeah, Collins. I was I was going in here going to back stand mine by mine, but Collins Destiny Two argument was so good, especially given the what happened with like Destiny over, within uh, the last three months. I'm having PTSD like flashbacks right now of sitting there waiting for people to join our <laughs> our squad. Oh my gosh! Uh, just like all the uh, that ten, yeah, that raid was something brutal, and the payoff was just not good enough. But given the fact that Pat made this category, and I didn't understand the parameters of this category. I'm going to have to probably go with Cuphead as well. Oh. That game was just super hard. Neo's very close behind it. N-I-O-H, that game that came out, like Bloodstorms, that's very close behind it. But, yeah, I- I'm going to have to go with Cuphead. That's that an official so vote for Cuphead, giving it the 2-1 to one win. Oh, congratulations, Cuphead, the game that made us all yeah, swear the most at our yeah, TV. Cuphead, yeah. Way to go, guys. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that after every award. You, you did, did it. it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Award in the mail in three to five years. <laughs> All right, and with that, let's give our number eight and number seven games of the year. I will start first. Music, please. It's so majestic. I like it. Very regal. Yes, it's from Mario Party Nine. Uh, copyright by Nintendo. Hope they don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> The number eight best game of the year for me is going to go to Assassin's Creed Origins, which I was not expecting at all. I thought this game was not going to be good. I played it at E3. It was not even close to being finished. It was buggy. It froze like four times. I actually felt embarrassed for the guy who was showing me the game. And yet, they pulled off something that I never thought was possible, getting me to care about Assassin's Creed again, a game series that I constantly crap upon. So I'm glad with that. The world building was amazing. The gameplay was different. It was more of an RPG. Uh, It was beautiful. I was very, very moved uh, by this game. Completely different than what I thought it was going to be. Number seven for me is going to be Wolfenstein 2, a game that I actually wanted to put a little bit higher, but due to the length of the story and just the overall... I don't want to say... Look, it's on the list. It was a good game. It's. I wanted it to be my top five. I'm only going to put it at top seven. I thought it was a beautiful game. I thought it was a very fun game. But I felt a little bit lacking in the length of the game. And also in the gameplay, I felt got a little bit repetitive at times. However, I did absolutely love this game and highly recommend it to anyone who wants to play a first-person shooter. So those are my eight and seven. Nice. And, and you know what? I... Uh... Wolfenstein, I really, I really need to play that game. I got through like the first level and started playing something else. And uh, from what I hear, just the story itself is like super special, and there's some just insane stuff going on in that, uh, <laughs> in, in some of those cutscenes. From what I've heard, it delivers on the insane front. Uh, what do you guys have for eight and seven this year? Yeah, so um, you know what I have on my list uh, actually for number eight, uh, I have Cuphead. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, and I actually, I'm pretty new to Cuphead. I actually just picked it up recently on sale. And it is a just a magical, just the art style is unbelievable. And uh, it's a very frustrating game. I'm still kind of making my way through it. But, oh, when, I, when, when you just beat a boss that's been just nagging you and you can't beat it and you finally, like, get over the hump, it is such a satisfying feeling. And uh, so, yeah, so Cuphead at 8. And then um, when it comes down to seven, I actually have Pyre on Ooh. here. Yeah, no, Pyre is a special game in my opinion. Um, I didn't, ne- I never thought I would be into a game where it is tons of dialogue. The characters are stationary on the screen, and it is a three-on-three sports game. It's it's a sports game. That's what it's unbelievable. But the the story is great. 
the cast of characters are awesome. I mean, they have a dog with a mustache. I mean, what more could you want? Good, good. So for me, I agree with Pat. My number eight was Wolfenstein The New Colossus. It would have been in my top three, that, but that gameplay, it's not the best first-person shooter, let's be honest with ourselves. But that story, and I disagree with you. I think the story was perfect lane. I actually bumped my, um, which is why this game is so low, I bumped my difficulty level down to easy just so I could blow by to see the story. I'm going to, everyone who hasn't listened to this podcast, I'm going to spoil it. Wolfenstein has the best moment in the middle of the game that I've ever seen in a video game. Um, there's a part where your character gets captured by the, the main villain. Things happen, and that was just, the. It, for me, it was the best moment in the video, in all video games this year. A close second moments of video games is when you are introduced to Hitler. I think what the game did with Hitler, what the game did with Ronald Reagan, introducing, I, it's just something spectacular, and it's something that I've never really seen in alt fiction done, and I think across all mediums, it's the best portrayal portrayal of Hitler if he would have made it. I know that sounds con- kind of controversial, but I, I enjoyed seeing it. Um, that <laughs> One of the really categories should have been best Hitler in a video game. <laughs> I mean, they would they would win it by far. And by, by, <laughs> Wolfenstein had the best cutscenes of the year. And if you like story-heavy games, please buy Wolfenstein. That game was absolutely phenomenal. Gameplay aside, um, kind of it gets kind of monotonous in the middle. And that ending was kind of like, just kind of happens. And I was just kind of like, really, that's it? But, all right. Uh, and then my number seven would be Yakuza 0. Yakuza 0 was something that I just adored this year. The story was great. It had, like, this crime Yakuza-like... I've never played a Yakuza before. I, I played them, but I haven't really played one before, if you get my meaning. I was just playing mini-games, flying through it. But I really got invested into the story. Both characters have a very good story to follow. And man, I played bowling and blackjack like crazy. I'm, I'm, I was thinking about bowling this morning, writing this uh, top ten, and I'm like, I think I'm going to play some Yakuza boring bowling this afternoon. But yeah, gameplay's okay. The fighting's a little boring. But other than that, that game was something. And those side missions are the funniest things I've seen. The humor is just off the cuff. It's just a great game. If you like long, you want to, you know, get out of your conventional type video games, go pick, pick up Yakuza 0. It's my, so 8, Wolfenstein 2, 7, Yakuza 0 for me. Now, Eddie, with uh, Yakuza 0, is, is someone like myself where I've never played any of the Yakuza games, is that an acceptable one to just jump in? Because I'm assuming it's a prequel since it's, it's 0. Yeah, I think so. I think it, it opens up the stories of Kuzimo, and I could be saying these names wrong, and I, can, I don't know the two main characters, but it does op- open up their stories very well to a point that's... And I mean, the story's very engaging. It's a mafia-style story where, you know, you have a brother that you're trying to protect on one side, and then you have, like, this young lady that you're trying to protect on the other side, and you're playing two characters, so it separates, and you have activities on each side. So, very in-depth, very good game. I think I think anyone who's never played a Yakuza could jump into it and really enjoy it. I like that we have a lot of different games on these lists, guys. We're doing pretty good. Proud of us. Look at us. We're diverse. <clears throat> Yay, us. We did it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's the catchphrase for this episode. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, now for a different category, let's jump over to Edmund Arnold. What's your first category? Alright, my first category, let's see here, I think we should, let's do this one first. Who are your best supporting characters of the year? This could be any type of character, whether it be a side character, whether it be a shopkeeper, 
whether it be just a random character that you get a side mission from in your vast world of playing video games this year that we've seen so many worlds who was your favorite supporting character in the game i guess i'll go first i had there is so many good characters throughout <laughs> games this year so i'm gonna go with three number three i don't know his name but there's this guy in yakuza zero that has you that meets you so okay there's just an adult video store right that you can go and watch adult videos so every time you go watch an adult video this guy will meet you outside and he's just this most perverted it's something that you have to play but every time i met him after going to the adult video store i just i had to crack up because he was in it he made me kept going back to this perverted little store so he'd be my number three i can't tell you a name um, my number two would be actually only have two. My number one would be Rookie from Pyre, the dog with the mustache. Very engaging. His uh, very funny character when you first meet him, but then as you get to know him more, his his story is tragic, very in depth, very good companion. If I was going to go in a three on three tournament to get out of hell or purgatory or whatever, I would want him on my team. So those are my two. But my number one would be Rookie, and that's why I put up to fight against any one of you guys. I mean, he's a dog with a mustache. How do you go wrong with that? A mustache that you can take on and off. You have the options to put it on and off, which is amazing. So, yeah, rookie, rookie for the win. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, yeah. No, I can definitely uh, jump in on this. So uh, for best uh, supporting character, I, I really actually like. Uh, I believe it's it's pronounced Rost, uh, the mentor for Alloy in Horizon mm. New Dawn. Um, Rise of Zero Dawn, excuse me. Um, yeah, no, he is a really interesting character. He's that, like, kind of firm, but very, like, gentle mentor to Aloy and, and basically, like, you know, shows her the way and how to survive. And it's cool seeing their relationship start off in kind of a more of a, a two adults, or, like, one's a young adult, one's older. And then you do get some flashbacks of, like, when she was a little kid and, like, how they came about meeting. So I thought he was a really, really interesting character. And, uh, and yeah, every scene he was in, I was super, uh, super excited about. All right, this was a really, really hard category, Eddie. Uh, first off, it's hard to remember, like, supporting characters in games because there's so many of them. There's so many. In yeah. so many games. I'm going to do a weird one, and it's going to sound funny. I'm doing Lord Shax from Destiny 2 for two reasons. Number one is that Lenny James has the greatest voice of all time. Maybe second to Lance Reddick, who is also in Destiny 2. And then B, I love Lord Shax in that game. I think he's the only one of the characters with any real personality other than uh, Cade Six, who just kind of gets on my nerves because he's exactly like every smarmy character ever. Lord Shax is so like prim and proper, and he's always giving people crap when you're fighting in the uh, the Crucible. I love Lord Shax. He's going to take it from me this year. I, I can't go with anything from Destiny this year because Destiny was such a vast disappointment for me. Ooh. Um, Ross was a great, great character. And he, he did such a good job of introducing us to that world. And he was like such an engaging, like, he felt like a mentor, right? So, Colin, that's a great choice. But I, I got to go with the rookie, the dog with a mustache. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a great call. Also, though, I do have to say a uh, shout out. I don't know if you guys played uh, Animal Crossing Mobile, but terrible game. Don't enjoy it. But those mechanics, I don't even know. I keep forgetting what animals they are, but they're hilarious. So that was actually one of the only reasons to turn on uh, Animal Crossing. Do they have mustaches, though? That's a question. <laughs> you know what? They're mechanics, so that's very high likelihood, but uh, definitely not the uh, not as curly, I'm sure, so it wouldn't be as good anyways. Gotcha. I'm glad that nobody yeah. said Hitler in this round. Um, 
He, he was check good. That box. It was a good scene. I, if you guys <laughs> have the chance to look at it on YouTube, I know I sounded pro Hitler there, and it sounds terrible in hindsight. But oh my god, what that scene did for that game at what moment it was at is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. awesome. I, I know what scene you're talking about. It's great. Yeah, and I, yeah, you're right. I'm glad no one put Hitler. Um, <clears throat> and just a quick, I'm going to talk about her a lot, but Makoto Nijima from Persona Five was absolutely phenomenal too. And I. Anyone who played Persona 5 would tell you that she was one of the best characters in that game. So I just want to give her a shout-out, too. All right. It's a stacked category, um, but they're going to be one winner. So I'm going to have to side with Eddie. I'm giving it to Rookie. He's a dog with a mustache. That's all you need to know. Game over. Yeah, yeah, game, game over, over, dude. And he's, he's prim and proper, very articulate. Just uh, and, he's, and he's like the most dominant person on that Pyre field. Like, don't at me. Who's better than Rookie on Pyre? So... I got nobody. Let's give it up for Rookie. Well done. Yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah, you, you did it. The most prestigious awards in video gaming continue with our number, what are we on, six and five at this point? Are we going yeah, by twos? the meat of it now. Math yeah. is hard. All right, so these are, this is the meat. Let's do, um, actually, I'm going to do, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to do six, five, and four. That way we can do three, <laughs> two, and then number one. Okay. This <laughs> is crazy. And so I wish we had some really awesome music, maybe from Nintendo, like this! Oh, this is even better than the other song. It's my jam. This is what I work out to. Alright. Number six game of the year for me is going to be Cuphead. Uh, I think we're all going to have this on our top ten. Colin already had it. I have a number six. I'd be surprised if I didn't have it somewhere. Uh, I, put it, I put it in number six. Well, he's the people. Uh, Cuphead is a great game. We've already talked about it quite a bit. If you haven't played it, it's set in... It's not set, but it's it's based off a 1930s cartoon style. It is an absolutely gorgeous game. It is brutally hard. It is a labor of love uh, by the Moldenhauer brothers. It is a great, great game. Pick it up. It's also only 20 bucks. Uh, number five for me is Destiny 2, which might be a little bit more controversial. I know that some people did not love Destiny 2. However, I did not play Destiny 1 that much, and I didn't like it. I thought Destiny 2 was awesome, uh, so I loved it. And then I am going to put Super Mario Odyssey at number four, which might seem a little low for a list like this, but in my defense, I haven't put that much time into Super Mario Odyssey yet. So I'm a little bit biased. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey, obviously a lot of people, top game of the year. I have it at number four. Moving on to you, Eddie, what do you have as six, five, and four on your list? Number six was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful indie title by Infinite Foe that I absolutely loved. That could have been higher on my list, but I just, this was hard. A Night in the Woods. I played it on PC. About a great, 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 probably my favorite story of the year. A uh, young lady comes back from college. Her name is May. She's dealing with a psychological issues. Doesn't get revealed through like maybe midpoint of the game. Uh, dealing with dissociative identity issues from trauma in her early life. This game is tells so that deep of a story. Imagine that this game is told in a very cartoony like Saturday morning style. The characters in this game are absolutely outstanding. Bay the hippo, what hippo elephant? I don't know what she was. Your best friend. Uh, your best friend who's a shop owner, the Seven Eleven guy who want, just tells you to break shit all the time, kind of reminded me of the people we we went went to high school with, and I I think A Night in the Woods stuck with me so much because it reminded me a lot of Reno, especially coming back home with Reno, where everyone kind of knows where everyone's going, everyone's parents stay in touch, rumors, things like that, and then it has like a side story with a little cult. I, I just loved it, loved it. So I just can like talk Reno. all day. So, but, yeah, just like Reno. So A Night in the Woods. 
if you have time, it's on PlayStation 4 now. If you like indie games like myself, please play this game. It's only like 10 to 20 hours, and the ending is absolutely fantastic. It's a good game if you're in your 20s trying to figure things out. Yeah, I can go on for days. Uh, my number five, which is kind of low in my or high in my opinion, Super Mario Odyssey. Wow. Um, yeah, I I played it through start to finish. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. I just think there were a lot of better games out there this year. Um, I, I the game I had a smile on my face from start to finish. It's my best, my most feel good game of the year. No other game that came out this year made me feel better about being a gamer. So props to Nintendo for taking me back to my 14, 15 year old self. Um, I thought the worlds were designed beautifully. I love New Donk City, one of my favorite, 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 favorite areas in a video game ever. Lunch Kingdom, just absolutely amazing. The Samurai World. So yeah, Super Mario Odyssey is my number five. The gameplay mechanics, the things you could do. Like look up YouTube videos of things you could do with Mario in that game. It is very intricate. And my number four, which is kind of controversial, would be Horizon The New Dawn. A lot of people had that as their game of the year. I loved this game. This game met all my expectations. It was just too goddamn big. There is too much to do in it, and I could not focus on the story. Looks beautiful. The world is coherent. Uh, the story building in the game is fantastic. Colin's probably going to talk about this game. I have a feeling it's probably in his higher up, um, so I'll let him talk about it because he knows he played way more than I did. But yeah, so six Night in the Woods, five Super Mario Odyssey, four Horizon the New Dawn. Man, those were some surprising ones from you. That is not what I was expecting. Throwing some curveballs there, Eddie. Throwing man. Well, I guess uh, since you know Eddie and Pat have gone, I can uh, jump into six, five, and four. Um, for number six, I have Destiny Two. Ah. Um, which, which, when it came out, <laughs> yeah, you would think that that would be a lot higher for me. I was obsessed with this game. The how the games played out, I think, is really it's really struck me. I put a lot of time into Destiny One. I had a I have a blast when I played Destiny Two, but at the same time, it's just it's I've hit a point in life where it's just so hard for me to continually grind a game like that to keep a like a character at the highest power or armor whatever light level whatever they call it this game and i mean i, I had a blast playing i love jumping into strikes but like to be honest uh like i don't like playing pvp on it like i don't like crucible it's not fun i'm not good enough to play trials uh of the nine and try to get gear that way so i mainly do strikes play the story and then attempt the raid and that was also i think i just have a really i haven't played it since i tried to beat the raid and uh, I just have a sour taste in my mouth from it. So, uh, Destiny 2, put it number 6. Uh, number 5, Assassin's Creed Origins. Love, love that game. Oh my gosh, it is so good. I probably, uh, you know, I, I put a solid dent into it. I still need to beat it. But Bayek is one of the just most... He's not your typical Assassin's Creed character, and that's what I love about him. Um, I just, you know, love that he's a Magi. He's... Like, this kind of sheriff that's good at everything, and, uh, yeah, it's a really good story. Um, I love the family ties to it, and, um, yeah, and, and also, I feel like the modern-day stuff in Assassin's Creed Origins, it's there, but it's a little bit less intense. I feel like I can just kind of breeze through it and almost ignore it, um, which I like, because I just want to be in ancient Egypt, so, uh, love Assassin's Creed Origins, number five. And then number four, uh, also, uh, Eddie, I have the same one as you, Horizon Zero Dawn. I've had a number four. Really? Okay. Yes, and I love that game. This has been an insane year for video games, though, but um, 
I I would say that with Horizon Zero Dawn, I played that from start to finish in only a couple of weeks, and I rarely do that with a game. It had me hooked. The world was just really great. I just really enjoy the story of Alla, and just um, they made a really great protagonist that she's really altruistic. She has great values, but at the same time, like she's in this barren world, and she is discovering the secrets of like how they got to that point with these giant dinosaurs. What happened to the ancient civilizations? And they do a really good job revealing that over time. And, and once you kind of figure out the full picture of how things played out. It's a really, it's a, it's an aha moment. It's not shocking, but it's so beautifully done and how they lead you through that narrative. And to be honest, towards the end, I was skipping side missions. I was just going straight to the story mission marker. Um, but I was just, it was one of the most, uh, it was probably one of the, uh, it, it got its nails in me. I was hooked. So just to recap, uh, six destiny two, uh, five Assassin's Creed origins and four, uh, horizon zero dawn. How the hell you both have Destiny 2 on your top 10 for this year. Is it Stockholm Syndrome? Is it because, like, I I, I don't... The, the game was Destiny 1.5. There was nothing new about the game. Well, I, I, haven't I, played, played, I didn't play the I first one that much. I, just, I don't get it. I didn't play that much the first one. That's that's okay. why I have it that far out there. And I played it, a lot of it. Day, so yeah. is, is that just... Be, is, so is that why it's because you guys played so much? Was it, like, what... <laughs> What about it would put it so like Pat? You're you have like Assassin's Creed Eight. What about Destiny Two is better than Assassin's Creed or Wolfenstein? I just don't. I'm uh, just trying to figure out why anyone would put Destiny Two on their game of the year list. I don't know. It was just when it started or when it first came out, uh, doing like the first couple strikes in the multiplayer. I, th- I thought the story was really weak, like super weak. I think the gameplay is super tight. I think that, like, I had more fun playing the Crucible, I guess. And for me, I hadn't played a first-person shooter in a really long time, so maybe it was just getting back into it. Yeah, I mean, for myself, it is the, it, like what Pat mentioned, the controls. It is the best first-person shooter. The way it feels, the way you move, the slight blur you get when you move really fast. Like, what Bungie's able to do, no one else can replicate. And so it's based on that time spent on it and honestly when everyone was grinding everyone was playing on uh, on my playstation friends it was a lot of fun where i even have like i had a filter where it was just like my friends list but it was only for destiny so i could just see like oh who, who my destiny homies are on right now and it was a lot of fun when everyone was playing good good arguments I, yeah good arguments yeah. i can't fight that no thanks for judging us though dude i i have yeah. to i have to because I, I played a lot of destiny but it was just such it's not even a garbage. I'm, I'm not even saying it's a bad game. It's just not a game that should be on a top 10 list, in my opinion. Yeah. Because there were so many games that were doing different things. And I feel the same way about uh, Shadow War. I was just going to argue with the same point with you about that, Pat. Like, it's just in a year where we have so many games doing such different things, it's hard for me to put games on this list. It's going to seem hypocritical what my number one is. That have done the same thing in the past. You're going to be so, so pissed when you hear my top couple. <laughs> wait, wait, wait till you guys hear my number one. You're going to be like, really, Edmund? So, yeah, but whatever. Right. I'm excited. That's well, my argument. <laughs> all right, I dig it. Regardless, Colin Codega, what is your category for everybody to vote on and argue about? Since Eddie seems to be in the arguing mood. 
<laughs> yeah, hey, you know, let's uh, let's get this cracking then. So um, for my category, it's actually a uh, shout out to Eddie for, uh, I believe it was Eddie that said this. But yeah, basically it's uh, the best Pat game of the year, the best Patrick Shanley game. And what we mean by that is something that did not come out in 2017, but you were playing in 2017. So um, for myself on that one, um, you know, it's basically I got hooked so uh so greatly by wolf among us i had never played wolf among us before and that was my favorite telltale experience i have uh also just a little uh disclaimer i haven't played uh, tales of the borderlands i hear that's amazing but wolf among us was amazing actually i got into gears of war 4 for a long time when i picked up an xbox and uh both games that didn't come out this year, but they uh, really, really enjoyed them. And Wolf Among Us is absolutely one of my all-time favorite games. I loved it. I think the Wolf Among Us is my favorite. I don't know. Tales of Borderlands was really good. Tales of Borderlands was really good. But Wolf Among Us, second one got announced, coming out in 2018. So that's a big, 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 big thing. But for me, I think, um, judge accordingly, I play The Sims every year. I think it's just something that I, I have no you idea. You play The Sims play. every year? The I play, Sims? I play The Sims. Dude, I will put, like, maybe... 100 hours a year into the sims maybe oh, 80 my god i think it's therapeutic i think it's therapeutic for me it's like one of those things where i get into Playing god yeah absolutely one of my depressive issues i would just like put a whole bunch of people in a room and just like <laughs> get out of there now you assholes i do like killing uh, sims it's fun it's it's fun but my number one this year is my my little golden gem that i just keep going back to rim world on PC, it is a game. It's a base building game, colony building game, where you crash plan on a plant. You crash land on a planet. It's kind of like Lost and Walking Dead, I guess. Uh, so you have to, you know, manage your colony, make sure that they have enough resources to survive. You get attacked by space. Um, what are those things called? Space terrorists and space uh, like natives, I guess, that don't want you there. So you have to defend your colony, keep building it up. This game is absolutely phenomenal. They added drugs this year. So your characters can get like addicted. So you have to manage that. Mult- multiple colonists of mine died from liver failure because they were all alcoholics. It's like Oregon um, Trail in space. Yeah, it, it's it is Oregon Trail in space. Thank you. It's exactly that. So yeah, that is my. If still in early access, that would be my game of the year every year. That's like my pad game. I, I play that every year since like the two year it released two years ago. So. Since this category is named after me, uh, I feel like I'm going to steal a show here. Eddie, I guarantee you you can guess what my game is this year. What, Final what? Fantasy IX? Yes! Well done. Yeah. You even got the right Final Fantasy. Well, that was, that was Nerds! <laughs> <laughs> I've played this game maybe 17 times in my life. Uh, I beat it again this year. I beat it like a couple weeks ago. Fantastic game. I also beat Final Fantasy X again this year. And I also played another Final Fantasy game, which I'll talk more about in a little bit. Spoiler. Uh, so yeah, obviously Final Fantasy IX i got to go back to. It's a great game. Your main character is Zidane. He is a thief and also a fake actor who kidnaps the princess. Even though she is willing to get kidnapped, you get thrust into a geopolitical war between two warring nations. Lots of other crazy crap happens, and you fight a giant marble at the end. It is a great game, one of my favorite Final Fantasies. It has a great uh, system, uh, crystal system, 
for leveling up uh, abilities and different weapons. Uh, if anyone's played Final Fantasy, every single battle system is a little bit tweaked every time it comes out. I think this one and Final Fantasy VII are two of my favorites. It's also a throwback to the classic Final Fantasies of the NES era and the SNES era. Great game. Pick it up. If you have a collector's edition, it's worth over $1,000. That's a fun fact for everybody out there. God damn. Is, did they reboot that one this year? Is no, that one that they rebooted this year? I think they have like an H- Do they have an HD version of it? I think they might. But I don't know if it was this year. This year was not Final Fantasy Nine. It's final because Colin's brother is a big Final Fantasy uh, fan too. I remember him telling me, and I think we've had this conversation before. Is Final Fantasy Nine is the best regarded Final Fantasy? No, Seven is, but Nine is up there. See, I'll argue with that in 7 because a lot of people that are like hardcore game enthusiasts think 7 is garbage. No, that's because a bunch of nerds get angry about anything that gets popular and then get against it. Look, oh, that's true. It's clearly the best one. Fight me in real life. Uh, 6 is the one that like hipsters think is the best one. Seven's the best game. Anyone who says that other than is a contrarian and an idiot. Which one had the bunny? The, the bunny lady. Oh, that's 12. That one's good too, right? I love that game. We can we need to have can we next year can we have a Final Fantasy just like an hour where you can just like educate I, I ask this about you all the time yes that it's a one game series that I know nothing about I played multiple of them like I just need to know what the hell is going on it's like Metal Gear Solid we're gonna do a deep I, dive I no idea. in Final Fantasy in two, 2018 uh, there can yeah. only be one winner you guys as with every other one who wins the Pat game of the year perhaps Whoa. the most prestigious of the prestigious awards. I mean, it's. I mean, your name's in the title, Pat. But honestly, like, just the passion you have for Final Fantasy, and especially like just hearing about Final Fantasy Nine. I've only played ten um, in fifteen, and it's already got me where I'm like, hmm. I wonder if like how fun would that be to just go to PSN store right now and download like nine or seven or something like that. So I don't know. Just based on passion, that's that's what I would go with. That's my yes. And, and I will argue this against Pat. I have gone. I listened to Pat. What is this, our 30th podcast? I don't know how many podcasts we've done this it's year. Up there. He talks about Final Fantasy a lot. I've seen Final Fantasy in my PlayStation uh, store screen. I've hovered over it multiple times, and I still have not purchased it. So he has not convinced me yet. So I'm going to give him the year of 2018 to convince me to be a Final Fantasy fan. So in that regard, I have to go The Wolf Among Us, because one of my favorite games of all time, probably be in my top 10. And the fact that Colin finally played it after years and years of me telling him he should play it, I, I'm I just sleeping. happy. And he liked it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so happy. So I'm gonna have to go with Colin, the Wolf right. Among Us. I guess we're gonna have to split it. Then we have dual winners: the Wolf Among Us and Final Fantasy. Pick, pick whatever number you want and throw it on there with Final Fantasy. You can't go wrong unless you play eight. Eight is garbage, and I will punch you in your face. <laughs> That's cool. Right? Yeah. Wolf Among Fantasy. <laughs> fantasy yeah. Wolfie McMungs. Um, yeah. My brain just exploded trying to figure out names for that. Yeah, don't, don't think about it too hard. Back to our list of the best games of the year. We're getting down to the yeah. wire, folks. This is three and two. I'm going to switch back to the original song because the last one I'm pretty sure gave me a nosebleed. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, this this one. It's Regal is what I like. I like about. that one more. <laughs> All right. Prepare to get mad. Uh... <laughs> The third best game of the year for me is a reboot of a Final Fantasy game. Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age. Woo! Really? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) This game is a remake. Uh, It's not even a remake. It's just an HD remaster, really. 
But it does have some new things, including new bosses, uh, one that is even more powerful than the most powerful game in the old boss, which was the most powerful Final Fantasy boss of all time, Yasmit. Uh, it offers revamped gameplay, revamped visuals. It is a beautiful story. It is a wonderful game. Go pick it up or listen to our old podcast when we have one of the producers on it. It's a great time. Number two is a game that I don't think is going to be on anyone else's list, but I loved it. It is called Rhyme. Rhyme came out this May. It is a small online game for the Xbox. I think it's also might be on PS4. In the game, you basically play a little boy who washes up on shore in a strange Greek-inspired village. Uh, and you basically just go around trying to figure out why you're there and what's going on. It is a almost silent game. There's no dialogue. It has beautiful music, beautiful visuals. It is a lot of fun, and it's full of puzzles. It feels like a spiritual cousin to Zelda. Uh, go check out Rhyme. So to recap, number three, Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age. Number two, Rhyme. And those are my top three and two games of the year. Garbage three, wow. but that's a very interesting number two. Very interesting number two. I Keeping you on your toes. Two. Your number three can go go die somewhere. But... <laughs> like, what's he gonna say here on this one? I know. I was like, really, Final <laughs> Fantasy twelve? Are you kidding me? Pac Man. Right all right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, I think we do need a Final Fantasy podcast episode one time where we just have we just uh, break it down because I'm also it confuses me. Like, what, what, what's the deal with chocobos? <laughs> <laughs> Or, like, all the princes or well, whatever. All right. All right. You, you want to go, Colin? Yeah, yeah, I can I can uh, go for my three and two. Um, so, for number three, I actually have Zelda Breath of the Wild. No uh, way. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. I'm, yeah. Oh, no. See, you, you, see, I sit in the back. I'm quiet about these, uh, these little, uh, curveballs I'm throwing, uh, for my list. But, I mean, it was an amazing game. It was so good, so much fun, and it like just it redefined what an open world is and what is possible. When I heard the announcement and what it would be in an open world Zelda, I was really disappointed. Um, but the execution was phenomenal. Even though the rain's annoying, like the rain and lightning effects in the environment is amazing. But I will say I didn't beat it, and also. I got about two of the four um, giant structures you have to take care of the animals or whatever, and I, I don't know. I just hit a point where I stopped playing, and I think it was almost too overwhelming for me where, like, I don't know. I'm just like, I have a job. Like, I have to do all day, every day, and, like, it felt like it was work when I was coming home where I'm like, oh, I got to get food. I got to do – but amazing game, but also I have to put it at three because of that. Now, this can be controversial. Number two, Super Mario Odyssey. Super Mario Odyssey. What is your number one? I, what is going on here? I, oh, I bet Eddie knows it. But I love Super Mario Odyssey. It was, it is so much fun. I've beaten the first like kind of soft ending. I just hit over two hundred uh, moons, and I'm still chugging along. It's my go-to if I'm hanging out at my girlfriend's house and I have five ten minutes while she's showering or something. I'll, I'll <laughs> just pause switch. Literally, it's it's the greatest thing I must say for a relationship. The switch is great. Unless you play it all the time, and then you will be a uh, you'll be in the doghouse. But um, <laughs> love playing Mario. Love. I another thing also like I thought the hat was going to be so dominant. Hat, uh, it is so cool. Just yeah. throwing that around, taking over different animals, and uh, and I really love the environments too. So yeah. Uh, so number three, Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild, and number two, Super Mario Odyssey. Man, this is this is going to be interesting. We all have like wildly different number ones. I thought we were all going to have the same number one. I'm blown away that we do not. No, 
I cannot wait to fight you guys. All right. Um, so my three and two are a little different. It's three I had a lot of t a tough time with. I wanted to put Wolfenstein here. I actually switched Wolfenstein in this game. Number three is some people think is really high, but man, could have been in my game of the year in any other year. Pyre. Pyre by Supergiant Games. They invented a sport, guys. They invented their own sport, and then they had the nerve to put a beautiful world, a beautiful story, beautiful characters, beautiful art style. This game, the music, in my is the music. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh my gosh! And this is coming from a super giant game stand. All right, Bastion's one of my favorite games of all time. Transistor, I would marry Transistor. I love that game so much. So I, I have to, I have to admit, I am a super giant games fan, and I think they're god tier when it comes to music world building plots i just the game was phenomenal the ending was phenomenal I'm, I'm replaying this game i don't replay games ever i'm replaying this game i liked it so much just so i could see like which characters i kind of miss some things about because the characters are just that good rookie um what's the big i can't even think of the names right now because i'm just standing over this game but it's just fantastic start to finish great 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 game pyre was my number three number two i'm gonna go with zelda breath of the wild Call, everything Colin said about Zelda Breath of the Wild was on, on point. It was a true open world game. I don't think I ever played an open world game where I invested that much time into. I felt like a true explorer, right? Mm -hmm. Where you could open up your open up your map, you could put like your own legends down. And I think a big problem with me with open world games is like a problem that I had with Horizon, why I put Horizon lower, is because you open a map and there's just check marks everywhere. They're telling you where to go, right? Zelda just dropped you into this world and was just like, good luck. And I just really love that. And just the, the moment where you're coming over the Great Plateau and you can just examine the world, Hyrule, for the first time. Just the 3D imagining of Hyrule. We've kind of seen it before with um, Zelda 64. But the fact that this game just looks so phenomenal and like the physics, the gameplay mechanics, the cooking in it was a great. I found myself just looking for different um, ingredients to cook. I just it, it really it would have been my game of the year if my number one wasn't wasn't so beautiful it just I, I don't know I just I love Zelda it was a great great game um, what are these lists prop out Nintendo oh my god unbelievable I'm sure I think yeah, we're, yeah. we're all gonna have a different number one I'm, I'm surprised Colin put Super Mario Odyssey before Zelda Breath of the Wild I I think when all is said and done Super Mario Odyssey may be a uh, top five favorite game of all time i love super uh, super mario odyssey and it's one of those games i'm going to continually chip away at and uh yeah as i hear there's some great end game stuff and some some uh surprises as well so i'm going to keep chipping away at it but I, I absolutely love that game man if you've been keeping score so far through this there are games that colin hasn't mentioned yet and eddie hasn't mentioned yet and i haven't mentioned yet so i'm pretty sure i can guess at what your number ones are and they are shocking to me particularly yours eddie if it is what i think it is like are you are you kidding me I don't know. We'll see. Why don't you put Final Fantasy twelve is your number three? So don't even come at me. And anyway, I love you. I love how you love Final Fantasy, and you're so just passionate about it. But the fact that you had the nerve to put that as number three, <laughs> you don't have. You don't have. Where, what am I looking for that you don't have on your list yet? Oh, but you don't have a PlayStation, so I can't really fault you for that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I was about to say you don't have Horizon on your list, but you have Final Fantasy twelve. That is just, I don't know. I can't, I just can't even. I'm a madman. Ryan, Ryan's, Ryan's a good yeah, game. Everybody should play Ryan. I, 
I'm very interested in why you you would put Rhyme as number two. That's a good choice. Mm. Good choice. Okay, we are down to our number ones for everybody, but we still have uh, another category that we all need to vote on. However, we all have our own category. So, which one should we do? We have a best reimagining for a franchise. We have the uh, most likely uh, character to star in a film franchise, or we have uh, what was the third one? I don't remember. Most creative game. Ooh. I like all three of these, man. So do I. All right, let's all say our number one real quick. Yeah, yeah. We can just kind of fire through them quick. Yep, let's do number ones for all of them. All right, so so we're not going to argue on these ones. Then we're just going to have to present them as they are. Yeah, and let them be as they are. Let's see if we add up for any of them. Uh, So my best reimagining for a franchise, and this was hard because there was a lot of great ones. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey was a great example. Uh, Something like Assassin's Creed Origins, which was way different than the other Assassin's Creed. Uh, That was great, but. You can't go against... I, I gotta go Zelda Breath of the Wild. Nothing reimagined a franchise in such a way that really moved the game forward as Zelda did this year. For me, I have a lot of games that I could call... Like PUBG, what it did for multiplayer games was something unbelievable to me. Um, I can't put that on there, but I'm gonna have to say Super Mario Odyssey. Um, and I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even consider it a reimagining... Yeah, I would. Okay, yeah, I would. Because the visiting of different worlds, it's HD. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Super Mario Odyssey just for the fact that it was something so different um, than Super Mario 64, kind of, in a way, a little bit. Uh, And I want to see more. I want to see more Super Mario Odyssey 3D. So, yeah, I'll go with that. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Breath of the Wild. Nice, of course. Yeah, the way they, they, you know, just blew open the whole open-world concept. Uh, I think... A lot of developers were probably scrambling. Uh, they were, you know, it, they, once they started playing that, because I just remember seeing tweets of so many developers being like, "Oh my lord, what did they do?" Yeah, and that would be my. That, I was going to go to Zelda Breath of the Wild. I just wanted to go with something different. But, yeah, yeah, you Zelda <laughs> Breath of the Wild was just something. I'm Eddie, and I'm different. <laughs> I wear glasses. <laughs> hey, I wear glasses too. So do hey, I. Hey, hey. hey. All right, so Zelda Breath of the Wild. You are the best reimagined series of. Reimagining of a franchise. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> you did it. All right, so mine was character you like to see in a multi-film deal. I'm going to go with Alloy from Horizon. Just keep it short and simple. Colin talked about her up uh, earlier in the podcast, but that was my favorite, one of my favorite characters from this year. She was just one of those characters that if she said she was going to get it done, she was going to get it done. And she was, oh, come on, she was taking down like mechanical T-Rexes. Like I didn't see anyone else do that this year. So I would like to see her in a three-movie deal with Disney. You can't top that unless, of course, you go with my pick, which is the correct pick. B.J. Blaskowitz from Wolfenstein 2. Let me tell you this. Wolfenstein 2 and the Wolfenstein franchise should already be films because they lend themselves to it. But let's say somebody crazy like Quentin Tarantino decided to make a B.J. Blaskowitz multi-film deal. He doesn't do multi-films, but if he did, it would work. This game has you fighting mecha Nazis and shooting people with insane guns that you've never seen before. And B.J. Blaskowitz is your hero throughout the entire thing. He is an awesome character. We had the actors on a little while ago as well. Uh, Love the actor for it. Think it's a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal character. And that's who my choice would be. Really the only correct choice, let's be honest. Um, see, the problem with that, Pat, is uh, I'm just going to have to name the five greatest Magi of all time. Bayek, 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 <laughs> and Bayek. So, no, I, I, Bayek was one of my, he's one of my all-time favorite just uh, protagonists in a game. Um, really think he is, at the beginning, you think it's on the surface, It's not. he's not a very complex character. 
He really is. He's also just like a super sheriff running around trying to save people. And uh, and just watching him go to the, like, I don't even know what the name of it is, but the underworld where he's, like, sending off the people to kill when he assassinates yeah. them. And the ground's wet. And he's sitting there just, like, screaming at them in his deep voice. It is one of the coolest things. So I really enjoy Bayek. I'm just going to quickly say Tom Hardy as BJ Blazkowicz. And I can Ooh. totally see. Um, I would watch that. Daniel, who was it? Daniel Calloway from Get Out as oh, uh, Bayek. That's a great choice. Or even Grey Worm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's even better. Yeah, You're welcome, Hollywood. Yeah, those are th- three <laughs> great choices. Doing your job for you. I can't tell who could play Alloy. All right, this brings us to the last category of the day. Last one is uh, most creative game. So just overall creativity <laughs> and style. So um, I think it, I'm going to go with, I want to uh, cape for Horizon, but I'm going to go with Cuphead. Yeah. It's just something that no one's ever done, and that animation is unbelievable. I'm not going to yeah. be an Eddie about this, and I'm going to also say Cuphead. This is a really hard category, but I mean, Cuphead was such a unique game. And it took him so long to capture that style. It was all done by hand. They drew they drew it by hand. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to be Eddie here, and <laughs> I'm going to go with Horizon. Um, technically speaking, like that game did, was doing some things that I've never seen before. Even the menu style kind of coincides with like the ancient, is it ancient type world that they live in? Just the colors, the landscaping, when that goes night in that game, it just looks absolutely beautiful. Her red hair, her costumes, the way her hair moves when she like runs, the, the sliding mechanic in that game is so dope. Um, so yeah, overall, the music, when you go into the new areas, I'm going to have to go with um, Horizon. I can't really fault you with that, honestly. Like, this is a yeah, hard category. I mean- I mean, hey, I could I go would... with Cuphead, but I could make a cu- game that looks like Cuphead if it took me 50 years, too. So, I <laughs> <laughs> take. Man. Went from curveballs to fastballs. I can't beat the carrot, Cuphead. That's why, that's, that's why I'm angry with you. I can't beat that goddamn Dude, carrot. I, I, beat, I beat the carrot in, like, my second try. So, uh, yeah, maybe you should get good. <laughs> that's one. That's a good suggestion. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. All right. Well, like, this... uh, have you thought about playing better? <laughs> have you thought about being good at the game? That might help. <laughs> All right. This brings us to the most awaited moments in video games, obviously. Our choices for best games of the year. Let's see if I'm right in both of my assumptions of you guys. But let's start with me and with the same song we've heard four times. Should we run down our list before we go to number one or no? Oh, you know what? You're smart. We should do that. Okay. Do you, do you have music for running down lists or no? I have the same music. I can pull up more music if you want. No, that music's fine. I guess we could just, yeah. I mean, it's a great song, right? You have a problem with Mario Party 9's ceremony music? No. All right. So, so far, I'll run through the list. All right. Um, we have Patrick. Number 10, Mario plus Rabbids. Number 9, Shadow of War. Middle War something, whatever that game's called. Number 8. Assassin's Creed Origins. Number seven, Wolfenstein 2, Shadow of Colossus. Number six, we have Cuphead. Number five, Destiny 2. Number four, <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey. Number three, Final Fantasy 12. Number two, yeah. Rhyme. And for his number one, we have... <clears throat> this should come as no surprise to anybody. 
Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I mean, what else can be said about this game? It moved a franchise forward. It, you can spend hours upon hours upon hours in this game. It drops you in with no idea what you're doing. You die constantly. It's frustrating. It's rewarding. It's Zelda. It's gorgeous. You can play it on the go. It's on the Switch. What else do you want? It's the best game I've ever played in my life. It's a bold statement. It's a bold statement. I mean, I can't argue with it. It's a fantastic yeah. game. There's just a better game in it this year. Ooh, so, I, I disagree. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, Pat has Zelda Breath of the Wild is number one. Colin has Mario and Rabbids is number ten. Love it. Near Automata number nine. Cuphead at number eight. Higher at number seven. Destiny two at number six. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origins at number five. Horizon Zero Dawn at number four. Mm-hmm. Zelda Breath of the Wild at number three. Super Mario Odyssey at number two. And his number one is Pub. G. Oh! G. G. What an erroneous, I, ridiculous choice. <laughs> I, I'm, I am telling you, I, there, the way I would describe it, there's not, I've never felt the way I feel when I play PUBG. It is one of the most frustrating, it can be really difficult, you may have to sit there and camp in a bathtub in a little house just waiting for people to walk in at times. But when you get a kill... And when you finally get that first taste of chicken dinner, that winner winner chicken dinner, it is the most satisfying feeling in all of video games. Getting a awesome shotgun kill and taking out a whole squad by yourself is one of, if not the best feeling to me in video games. So uh, it's newer. I have it on Xbox One, but um, I don't see myself stop playing this. And they're only going to make it better over time. Release updates, and we'll have that new map eventually. Um, so yeah, I go with uh, PUBG number one. Colin's number one is PUBG, thus discounting his entire list and rendering it pointless. <laughs> Not surprised. That game is something phenomenal. I know, it actually. We'll argue about it in a minute. Um, so for myself, I'll announce my own top ten because I, that's just the type of person I am. Um, ten, I had Nier Automata. Nine, I had Cuphead. Eight was Wolfenstein The New Colossus. Seven was Accused of Zero. Six was The Night in the Woods. Five, Super Mario Odyssey. Four, Horizon The New Dawn. Three, Pyre. Two, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and number one, if you know me, you know what is coming, is Persona 5. Uh, Persona 5 was the best game that I think I've played in the last couple of years. And I know I made an argument that, well, why are we rehashing games that, like Destiny 1, why are we putting Destiny 2? Persona 5 did a lot of what Persona 4 did. Um, I think the art style, the music was the best. Like, there is no better music than Persona 5 this year. I, I, it's better than Zelda, it's better than Mario, it's better than Brave, or Nier Automata, sorry. Um, the characters were some of my favorite characters of all time. I loved Makoto Najima more than anything. I would love to see her in her own spinoff series. She is this super confident, super intelligent high school president, student council president. Um, so Persona 5 is like playing an anime. I, I, I don't really like animes, I like a few. And this game, just I put a, over 100 hours in this game. The dull moments, there was a lot in the middle of it, but it all pays off in the end because the dull moments end up like revealing. It's basically the, the dull moments you see have a payoff because they all result in the like twist ending. The twist was fantastic. I, I just I can't say enough about this game. The overall look was phenomenal. It had like this pop art, comic book style look to it. All 100 hours I lived was well spent in it. I beat it. I beat all the palaces, the Kamashiro Palace, and when you first start. 
something like I've never seen in the game. I would compare it to the Bloody Baron quest in Witcher 3 with how deep it was and how engaging it was with getting you started into a game. Um, the menu styles, everything about Persona 5 was perfect, and that was my 10 out of 10 and my number one game of the year. That is now, the most I-make-my-own-soap-hipstery choice for a game of the year I've ever heard. It's, it's not hipsterish though, because... I don't doubt it's not a good game, I'm just saying, like, it's not... How many people have played that game? I, I think... If, see, Persona is a series where, if you got into it, because a lot of people would regard Persona 4 as the best game of all time. What? Um, yeah look it up it's just in like just in regards of this it's better dude persona is better than final fantasy oh now you're just speaking nonsense persona is better than final fantasy and if persona had eighty thousand titles like final fantasy had eighty thousand titles we would be talking about because you know what the thing about persona it's coherent and i can follow it i'm I'm sorry i gotta ask eddie i gotta i gotta ask a pressing question because i know i i saw you play persona a a lot for a while where are the characters running after a battle when they're in a tiny little room and yet they're sprinting away every time? How, how, like, <laughs> can you explain that to me? You know, if you run track, you would understand. Like, after you run a really large, you got to cool down, right? So they're just making a cool down lap around around the uh, around their fighting area, just to make sure that the, you know their heart rate stays up. You know, so yeah, that's where they're running. I've never played this game, and now I hate it because of you. It's it's <laughs> you will actually really like Persona because it's super Japanese. It's kind of like a, I don't know, I can't even describe what type of game it is. It's a very long anime. You're like building up relationships with different characters that aren't in your party while building up relationship with your party. And you're learning stories of these other confidants around town. And all of them are good. All the stories were good. Like every single one. There's this like gun dealer that you're learning about who has ties to the mafia. There's a doctor who's performing clinical trials in order to make like to redeem herself from being fired from her last job so it's it's a deep game engaging from start to finish it's 100 hours all right well we had a really eclectic group of number ones there and you know it kind of reflects this year there's a lot of crazy games this year and a lot of a lot of really really good games came out this year yeah 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 no, I agree, and I think what it also reflects is kind of the landscape of video games in 2017 and what it will be in 2018, where we have a lot of options. Uh, people love video games and are really passionate about it, and it's. I feel like it's so difficult now to have a lot of overlap in top 10s, which just a few years ago, I feel like you just see every publication had a borderline saying maybe a little bit of shuffling. Um, but yeah, I think it has a lot to say about the uh, selection of games these days. I mean, look at our number ones. Pat had Zelda, you have an early access multiplayer game, and I have a JRPG from Atlas. Yeah, you're so, right, I was right and everybody else was wrong. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just one of those years where it is we have a very diverse <laughs> selection of games. Um even look at our list. I mean we don't even some of us don't even have I don't even have Assassin's Creed Origin on my list. That was a very good game. Um Pat didn't have Pyre. I mean, so there, it's just we all have cl- different thoughts of what makes a game great, and I think we complement each other very well. Very interesting to see what was in your top ten, even though they're wrong. <laughs> it was a hell of a year, you guys. Uh, I'm looking forward to an even better year in 2018. And for everybody who's been listening, thank you all very much. This has been our first our first year. It hasn't been a full year, but it's been our first calendar year as a podcast. Lots of amazing, wonderful moments. Just scroll on down and listen to other ones. Yeah, in 2018, we will be a little bit better about the... Our, basically our what is it content around the podcast mm-hmm. so 
we did create a Donkey Kong artist email. So if you have any questions, any requests for interviews, if you want to cuss any one of us out, you can email us at Donkey Kong Artist, D-O-N-K-E-Y, Con, K-O-N, Artist, A-R-T-I-S-T-S. My spelling is wrong. I apologize. I'm an educator. I should know how to spell. <laughs> and thank you for listening to Pat, myself, and now Colin. Yay, we did it. We did it, guys. Hooray. And Hooray. to take us out, the exact same song again. Woo. I, I should just play the yeah. same song the entire time that we were doing it. Hey, Pat, is this the time where we have Capri Sun and orange slices? Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys don't get any Capri Sun or orange slices because you both oh, get Oh, come on. Oh, yeah? Well, you know what? I'm going to go eat a chicken dinner.